Welcome back to the podcast. This is Chapter 7, Allium. It would not do to ruminate on a long-missing family member, Vanessa thought as she stared off in the distance through the, w- the window on the train. There was an exorbitant amount of emotions that simmered under the surface when she thought of the circumstances surrounding that story. She knew she had to compose herself given that she was in public. She did not want to draw so much attention to herself, so instead she turned her thoughts to the history of the city of her birth instead. Allium was one of the largest cities in the center of the new country. It was founded on the site of one of the largest lakes known to man. The city had been erected by both magical and normal settlers, generations removed, that had come from the old country, some of whom were Vanessa's own ancestors. They wanted a safe haven for those persecuted by the tyranny in the old world. The city grew quickly, become a bastion of tycoons and capitals. While there were problems, as any city had, there was also a rich mixing of history, both old and new. Vanessa could not imagine living anywhere else, despite traveling the world with members of her illustrious family. Nothing quite felt like this city did in terms of home. When the Tamberlanes chosen to remain in the more elegant neighborhoods in the northern portion of the city, the Rankins remained on their estate north of the city. Vanessa loved living in the heart of downtown Allium. She had used the funds that she had inherited when her father had passed to pay for her apartment, which had great security and a doorman who knew her by name. Some of the members of her family did not understand her need for independence, but her mother did. Everlyn Tamberlane Rankin had encouraged such independence for her only child. Since Vanessa was fully an adult, she was allowed to come and go as she chose within reason. She was still under Alexander's edict, of course. As the train lurched forward again, Vanessa noted the skyline, distinct for its wonderful skyscrapers. She knew that a handful of the buildings in the heart of the downtown portion of the city had the distinctive marks of her noble ancestors, for many of them either designed the buildings, financed them, or played other roles in having them constructed. An endless sea of parking lots and buildings passed by as Vanessa continued to watch the sights and sounds of the city. Though she had seen the stretch of city more than once, she kept her eyes open as she had been taught to by her father, looking for minute details that she may have missed before. There was a fire escape on one building that had been freshly painted with shiny black paint. There was an engraving on another that she hadn't quite noticed in the past. Each and every street seemed to have some hustle and bustle going on. She watched a magician casting spells on the sidewalk. On another street, kids were chasing a dog that had gotten loose, running with wildness in the early autumn afternoon. At one stop, there seemed to be an argument between two normals going on, while at another, a magician was helping gather papers being blown around the tracks with a spell. Vanessa was aware of the way the train seemed to squeak and creak along the tracks over the sound of her music. She was also aware of the ambience in the car in which she was seated. She glanced around at other passengers. A couple at the front of the car were chatting quietly, their voices muffled by the noises of the train and the songs that played in her ears. 
One teenager sat just across from her, his nose deep in his phone as he scrolled through some social media application. Everyone around them seemed to be simultaneously minding their own business and watching everyone else. Vanessa got off the train at the next stop and then waited for another train which would be going in a different route, though it looped around the heart of the city as well. She looked up, glancing at the overhang above her head. According to the teleprompter, she had about five minutes to wait. A man was at the end of the stop, just beyond the turnstile exit. He stood there proselytizing loudly at the top of his lungs that the world is ending. He had cornered one weary commuter who and was excitedly talking the man's ear off about accepting the one true way as a man tried to slip past him to get to the staircase. Vanessa was glad that she was not on her side of the turnstile. She probably would have felt as trapped as that poor commuter had. She felt her watch buzzed and looked at it. Her mother had sent a text. Where are you? Vanessa frowned as she took a deep breath and reached for her phone in her bag. She knew she was running late to meet up with members of her family, but she was only going to be a few minutes late. I'm at the Columbine stop on the L, she texted back. Next train in five. She could see the chat bubble moving and she knew that she was receiving a response, so she waited for the message. Get off at Wilmington. Already set a car for you. See you there. Vanessa sighed as she sent a thumbs up emoji as an answer and went back to the music as she waited. She ruminated until the train pulled into the station. Though she knew she didn't have to, she would do as Evelyn wished. While Evelyn had given her independence, she also called coddled her when she could. Sometimes Vanessa felt stifled with that coddling. She was still a part of the Tamburlaine family. That silly decree made her have to deal with sometimes near suffocation of members of her family. But there was another reason she respected as many of her mother's wishes as she could. She wanted to honor the memory of her father, Ben. She would because she felt she was to blame, at least in part, for his death. Besides, if she allowed herself time to think about it, the events surrounding her father's death were because of his own great folly. She knew she could spend the rest of her life regretting it. What Evelyn did not tell her daughter in that text message was that she was already in the car that was being sent to the Washington station of the elevated train stop. Vanessa discovered that when the black sport utility pulled up and she opened the door. Hello, Mom, she said with a surprised smile. Evelyn Tamberlaine Rankin looked like an older, more sophisticated version of her daughter. While Vanessa wore a department store blouse and designer jeans she had bought at a trendy boutique, her mother wore clothes that were tailored specifically for her. The silk blouse was a beautiful shade of green that brought out the similar shaded flecks in the woman's hazel eyes. She wore black pants with had nary a wrinkle. Upon her feet were the latest shoes from a chic designer. But then again, Evelyn was also the epitome of fashion. She had been the owner and operator of one of the most upscale salons in the northern part of the city for many years. If one were not already a client, there was a wait list several months long to see one of the elite that worked there. The clientele were also the older generation and old money. Many who came were old country rich, but they did not look down upon the Tamberlanes for being new country money. In fact, 
The fact that she was a strong magician, as she was a stylist, only added to the allure her name brought. Hello, Nessa, Evelyn replied as Vanessa climbed into the car, ignoring the honking cars that waited for the vehicle to move. The two exchanged pleasantries for a few moments and then lapsed into a comfortable silence as the radio played some blues music. While the ride through city traffic would be a bit long, but the car was quieter than the train ride. Vanessa also did not have to remain on guard with her emotions in the company of her family and could let her guard down. After some time had passed, the elder woman looked over at Vanessa and smiled amusedly as Vanessa watched the autumnal scenery pass by with a childlike fascination. The colors enthralled her, as did the way the sunlight seemed to catch just right. Even though it was mid-afternoon, the waning light seemed muted and softer than it did at midday in summer. That kind of detail had always been something Vanessa noticed, just as she had noticed many details along the way. Are you pondering again, dear heart? She asked, reaching out to smooth her daughter's collar. Vanessa shook her head with a small smile as a small smile crept across her face. She looked at her mother with the same wonderment she had just exhibited watching the scenery. Trying to remember the details and colors so I'd try to recreate them later, she said. I know I won't get them all down correctly, but Freddie is impressed with my practice. Evelyn smiled knowingly. Frederick Freddy Dominguez was Vanessa's childhood best friend. He lived with his father in a cottage on the Rankin estate and had since Vanessa was quite young. He was a year older than Vanessa and had seen more of the streets in his young life than Vanessa ever could imagine. Most of the family had accepted him and his father as part of their world, even though socioeconomically they would not have been rubbing shoulders. But Benedict Rankin had rubbed shoulders with Bartolo Dominguez once upon a time while working patrol. He saw that the man was struggling and he knew he could help. But that help was short-lived, partly because Bartolo slipped back into his rapscallion ways once more, and partly because Ben had met his demise. Freddie had endeared himself to the family and was looked on as an extension of both the Tamberlane and Rankin families. The fact that Bartolo continued to mooch off the extended family working the occasional odd job was moot. Freddie was, in the eyes of most of the family, a saving grace for Vanessa. He was, after all, the only one who could communicate with her after the death of Benedict so many years ago. He was the one who helped her help pull her out of the deepest depression. Freddie had worked as a jack-of-all-trades, helping both the Rankins and the Tamberlanes procure anything they needed. He also took care of his father, who often hid in their cottage, drinking his life away. While that annoyed Vanessa, it didn't seem to faze Freddie much. He had a family in the Rankin and Tamberlane claims that made up mostly for his absent father. He also knew his way around the city of Allium and had a number of friends as a result a trait he picked up when he was homeless. While he was not a magician like his deceased mother had been, he had inherited from her some intellectual prowess that allowed him to see things that others often missed. Freddy was also profoundly deaf. He could read lips on occasion with much effort. He communicated by sign language and written word. Some looked past him because of what they perceived to be a defect. Vanessa knew better. Freddie was the most intelligent, most loyal, and most cunning person she knew. Though most of her family had learned to sign 
to communicate with Freddy, the pair had a code all of their own made up when they were little. It was one of it was none of the family could track and they were proud of it. As their car turned into the long, winding driveway of the mansion, Evelyn smiled at her daughter as Vanessa shifted in her seat and began to gather her belongings. She paused to look out at the sight of the sprawling estate with its large yard and perfectly manicured garden. The lack of density is why the Rankins, who enjoyed their solitude so so much more than the Tamberlanes, remained up here instead of migrating into the city proper. Vanessa owned a share of this sprawling mansion, inherited when her father had passed away. Set in what originally had been 50 acres of land generations ago, when Felix Rankin had purchased the plot, the family had sold and bargained away bits and pieces to gain financially. Now, the house and land totaled just over six acres but it was six acres that was theirs. Best of all, it was six acres with a perfect view of the large lake and that could be seen from the main rooms of the house. There was a buzz on Vanessa's watch as she climbed from the car. She glanced down to the text message as it scrolled by. I see you. She smiled and waved at the cottage in a distance. Another buzz quickly followed. Have fun. I'm here if you need to escape from the suffocation. She put a thumb up and waved again. She signed thanks and walked up to the massive walk to the front door, ready to face her father's family. Her father's fate was still fresh in her mind as Ophelia opened the door. The Magician is brought to you by K.S. Wood. If you'd like to know more about her story and her writings, please visit her website, kswood.blog.